I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And we both run small businesses selling our artwork. We've been crafting our businesses for a while now, with lots of successes and failures along the way. In this podcast, we'll be sharing all of that with you. From social media to pricing items and everything in between, we want to help you craft your own successful business. It's time to get a little wild and a lot of spicy. So let's dive in. So this week is going to be about Instagram again, because there was so much to cover that we did not cover it all in our first episode. Yes, yes. And today we're specifically going to be talking about the algorithm and engagement and ways to sort of work around that really tricky algorithm. I would like to make a disclaimer that I am nowhere near like a good person about algorithm. I am just a simple plebeian who learned everything that I can about engagement and how to use the algorithm. So take all of the stuff we're going to talk about possibly with a grain of salt or use it. Use it to further your own knowledge about how to engage on Instagram because I don't think either of us are necessarily experts. No. And if somebody is, please let us know if what we're saying is correct or if it's worked for you or give us tips that have worked for you because we're all just out here struggling with the algorithm. Yes. And I have a few creative friends who I have mentioned this to being, um, I've mentioned them being guests on the podcast. And there's a couple that I would love to have had because they have very active and successful Instagram pages. But I think by this point, we should all realize that I am not that organized and I did not (laughs) set that up in time. (laughs) Well, we'll have to do like a recap episode and just get their perspective because I would love to learn. Yes, I agree. (laughs) But before we get started, we have to do our little week in review so we have to do our good and our bad and give us our etsy out of five stars review so this week mine is a bad review i have a negative review of this week so alex you'll you'll come at clutch with the good mine this week i am giving a two out of five for multiple packages being delayed this week I hate that for you. Uh, USPS is still being really slow. As much as we love them, they need to get it together. It's, you know, two months after the holiday season. Just please work with us. And then do you have customers who like yell at you when their package hasn't come? Yes. And in fact, though, one of them was really warranted at that point. I actually got the notification that it was delivered yesterday, but she ended up opening a case with my store. And honestly, I wasn't even mad about it because I had shipped her package on December 13th and it just got delivered yesterday. So... I eventually was just like, I know it will eventually show up at your door. I had sent a replacement. The replacement also got delayed, but I just could not make her wait that long. So I ended up just like refunding the entire purchase because I felt so horribly that she waited so long and she was very sweet about it. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's very, very difficult, but always, you know, just like one quick tip, always include tracking when you can, just in case somebody does try to open up a case with you, Etsy will usually remove the case if there's tracking to prove that it was delivered. Yes, which is what happened with mine. It had the tracking, but it had just been stuck in transit for literal months at this point. Horrible, horrible. Yeah, for anyone listening, like later in time, I sent it out in the middle of December and it was delivered at the beginning of February for anyone who's not listening like in time when this comes out. So two months. Oh my gosh, that's just insane. And my good is, 
it, it's like great, but also just crazy. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I made a sticker design of the inauguration ladies. So Dr. Jill Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and previous First Lady Michelle Obama. That video blew up on TikTok. I got over 1,600 sales in three days, and it was a wave of anxiety, but a wave of like, wow. So I'm still working through those orders. I'm finally down to almost under 200. I'll rate that a 4.9 out of five because (laughs) fantastic. But like, I haven't slept in two weeks and my two brain cells are really just working hard today. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I cannot, I, I do not know how you've done that. My store is a very low volume shop. The things that I make take a long time to create. So they're a little higher priced and I make less of them. So when you say you had, like when you told me you got to over a thousand orders on your Etsy tab, because you have a little number at the bottom of Etsy that shows you how many open orders you have. Yep. I freaked out because I cannot imagine having anywhere close to that. I, For reference, I told Alex that I shut my store down if I have over 50 orders. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is, is like you can outsource a lot of it. So like the stickers, the the two really popular designs, that and the Bernie mittens, because, you know, of course, why not uh, jump on that? I can outsource those. So I'm able to get them in bulk. So I was ordering like 4,000 stickers and they were just coming to my new apartment. And I mean, they were in boxes. Thank God I didn't have to hand cut them or hand make them because I would have shut my store down much quicker. But I was able to keep up with the demand. I'm still working on it. I have a couple frustrated customers who are wondering where their orders are rightfully so. However, I did make sure to prepare for this and put a two-week processing time because I knew I would need the time. Yes. Wow. Very good idea. <laughs> so that is a very good, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> review for this week. So yes. let's get right into this whole algorithm engagement part of our Instagram podcast series. So the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of what engagement is and what this algorithm is for anyone who's not aware of how Instagram works or maybe is new to the game. Love it. So the Instagram algorithm is how Instagram decides to show posts. So it used to be that you got on Instagram and every single person that you posted, their picture showed up in chronological order. So there was no importance over a certain person's picture coming up. You saw every one single like picture, none of them got skipped. They've re- imagined this algorithm a couple of years ago at this point now Mm -hmm. so that it's ordered how Instagram thinks you want to see content so the people they think are most important to you so the problem is that creators have to make sure that their content is considered important to their followers or it won't be seen so that's what we're talking about when we mentioned the algorithm it's how instagram orders the post in your feed and the biggest rule of thumb with you know sort of getting seen and having the algorithm i guess like you is just interacting with other accounts either by liking commenting um, engaging on their stories so either using like the stickers or doing the poll option and also engaging with accounts in your niche. So it works both ways. You want people to engage in your stuff and you want to engage in other people's stuff as well. Right. So engagement is having people like, comment, share, save your information, you know, actually engaging with it instead of scrolling past it. If they scroll past it and they don't do anything to the content you've posted, Instagram thinks that you're not important and they won't show your stuff. So you always want to work to make sure you're getting engagement on your posts. Yep. And the big thing is like each of the different actions that you can do carry like a different weight. So likes are the most basic, comments are next, sharing to a story I think is the one after that. And then saving the post is really 
really important. So if you do see a small shop that you like, save their posts, share it with friends, DM them to people, because that really, really helps with our engagement. Yeah. So for anyone who's a little more familiar with the algorithm and engagement, it's recently, more recently, I think probably in the last couple of months by now, has changed so that saving a post is more important than liking or commenting. Comments used to be the most important things to get, and now it's saves or shares on a post, which makes it exponentially more difficult, in my opinion, I think. Definitely. But, you know. I feel like it's more natural for me to like comment to, you know, a caption with a question rather than saving it into a collection that I'm not going to remember to go back to or sharing it on my story. Like it's, it's kind of difficult. It's almost rewiring your brain to want to do the more complex things compared to just like dropping a like or commenting. Yes, it's a little frustrating. And that is the part of the Instagram algorithm that I don't have a lot of tips for. I have not figured out how to make quote unquote, savable content. I get saves on my posts. You can see them if you have a business account, you can see how many people are saving your posts. Mm -hmm. I get saves on mine. I'm assuming it's from people who like the color I posted or want the certain product I made a picture of or whatever. But there's no rhyme or reason I think just overall, if I have a more popular post that got more likes and comments, it also had more saves on it. So I can't really tell the difference in why some get more saves than others. It just seems like overall the post was more popular. So if anyone has any information about how they've kind of curated their content to be more savable, drop us a, a line. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. I've also found that like some of my content will have more saves if it's more like relevant. So like the political stickers that I make get a lot more saves just because, you know, it's on your mind. It's really easy to share to somebody. That's the thing that's at the forefront of your brain or like posts that I do that are kind of general, but infographics. So I did one that was like, what I'm manifesting for my business. People save that because they wanted to either copy it or share it to their story or make something similar. So things that could be generalized or things that are very, very relevant, I find do have more saves, but I don't know how you do that for like every post, especially if you do custom stuff. Right. That's where I feel like mine just isn't, I don't know, but I think it's just, I need to learn how to do it. Like you said, you've made your posts a little more generalizable or giving tips and tricks. I think people like those too. So those are good ideas about how to make it shareable or savable content. Yeah, definitely. Um, And then when I was doing some research about engagement and the algorithm, just because, you know, I wanted to sort of be able to back up some of these claims that I'm making and that we're making, uh, there were like six main factors that engagement sort of looks at. So I just want to run through them quickly. And Molly, like, let me know if you sort of relate to this or have found that this is um, what you find with your audience as well. So the first one is interest. So the algorithm will prioritize posts based on who you follow and what posts you've liked, which I find is pretty like it it makes sense. You want to see more content that you like. Mm -hmm. The next one is the relationship aspect. So who you engage with will show up first, kind of similar to interest, what you like, who you follow. You know, if you're constantly engaging with certain accounts, those are going to be the ones that sort of draw you into the app. Yes, that's definitely true. I I don't use Instagram as often as I should. I'm sort of personally in a slump with Instagram. I'm not really loving using the app. So especially for me, because I don't get on and scroll very often, I feel like I see the same 10 
creators over and over again and no one else. So that definitely does make a difference. My relationship with them is very strong and everyone else just doesn't count. <laughs> and yeah, that, that brings me to um, a couple of the factors. So there's one called usage, where the more you use Instagram, the more you see. So the more you're scrolling, the more content you're getting exposed to, which makes sense. And then also frequency. So how often you're scrolling depends on what pops up. If you're scrolling more frequently, it'll show posts chronologically. And if you scroll less, they'll show posts that you th- they think that you'll like just so they can bring you back into the app. Yeah. So mine ends up being, since I don't scroll a lot right now, I will get four posts in a row from the exact same person mm-hmm. who has made four posts that I've missed because I haven't been scrolling. And then I'll keep scrolling and get like six or seven from two or three different creators that have posted over the past week that I also missed. I never scroll long enough to get to anyone who I've not been directly interacting with every day. Mm -hmm. So it depends on how often you use Instagram. You'll get more variety if you stay on the app longer. Definitely. Um, And I think the reason that they do this is because they want to keep exposing you to new artists and new sort of accounts that you that they think that you'd like. So then you keep scrolling, you keep finding more, you keep going like down the rabbit hole of Instagram. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. And before we go any further into how to use engagement and, and, you know, get higher in the algorithm, I do want to touch just a little bit on having low engagement and how to deal with that. Basically, this entire episode is going to tell you how to get better engagement but specifically I think we have a couple of points we can go over about if you currently have low engagement or if you think that your posts are not performing as well as they should be you know your like or comment ratio is really low compared to your followers I do want to mention really quickly I don't think people do this very often anymore because people have realized it's not a good thing do not allow like bot followers or buy followers and don't think that somebody's Instagram game is on point just because they have a ton of followers if they're getting 50 likes and they have like 20,000 followers their the count doesn't matter (laughs) exactly it's all about that ratio just because and also Instagram will penalize you if they notice that you're buying followers or just gaining followers like not organically they can Mm -hmm. cut down your account apparently which is crazy yeah yeah that would be not great yeah (laughs) and also remember that In general, having like a 5% engagement rate on your posts is considered to be a very good engagement rate. So if you have 100 followers and you're getting five likes or comments, that's considered a very good engagement rate. So keep that in mind if you think it's not doing great. (laughs) Um, I've seen a few different numbers. Sometimes it's a little over 5%. Sometimes it's as low as 2 or 3%. So it's a lot lower than you probably think it should be. Yeah. That's interesting. I just feel like it's so tough to sign, to sometimes like hit that 5% threshold. But I guess the key is just like making sure that what you're posting is relevant to people or will bring them in. Make sure that you're posting at times that they'll be able to see it. So you're able to reach a wider audience. And then also just like keep engaging with accounts that are engaging with accounts that are similar to yours. Right. So to get that engagement on your post, you need to give it to other people. So interacting with people that are similar to you or accounts that you would like to engage with, I guess, is good. 
And if you're having problems with low engagement, just make sure that you're kind of updated on how Instagram is working currently. If you're realizing that things aren't working, there may have been a change in the algorithm or a new feature that you're not using that has caused you to kind of drop in engagement a little Definitely. bit. Definitely. Yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit last week where you try to use all of Instagram's new features um, just because they'll push your content more. Yes, that is true. So we have a lot of different ways we're going to talk about getting engagement. And by the time this episode is over, (laughs) I already know that I'm going to be tired of saying algorithm. I'm going to be tired of saying engagement. And I will forget that hashtag is an actual word. But (laughs) before we do that, let's do our break for our lightning round. So this week, the question is for Alex. So Alex, I am going to use, I think I might have mentioned this in our last episode, our recording app that we use for the podcast has a timer on it, like literally on my (laughs) phone. So I'm going to use that to time our 15 seconds. So I'm going to give our question and then you'll be on the clock. So the question for you this week is, how do you figure out how to price your product? This is a really, really tough one. So what you have to do is you have to add up your labor costs, your costs in general, and also how much time it's going to take. And also look at your competitors' prices to make sure that you're pricing it within the same range. But also make sure not to underprice yourself. That was a little bit over time by like two seconds, (laughs) but I think it was important. Ah. And we also want to remind y'all that we will be doing probably full episodes on all of these lightning round questions. They're meant to be a little shorter and just like a fun little break, but we're going to expand on all of them, especially ones like product pricing. That one is a very complicated That's huge. Yes. (laughs) All right. Now back to talking about how we increase our engagement. Let's start out by talking about stories. So Instagram stories are basically the little circles that pop up at the top of your screen and they disappear after 24 hours unless you put them on a highlight on your page. Yeah. So these are what was the big competitor for Snapchat at the time that stories came Mm -hmm. out. So think of it as Snapchat, if that makes more sense. Definitely. (laughs) Um, And the order of the stories will change. It's not necessarily based on chronological order, but it's based on which accounts you engage with the most. I don't know if this happens to you, Molly, but whenever I'm swiping through stories, sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, no, like I just watched this person's story, even though they posted it 51 seconds ago and I feel crazy. But it's my fault. (laughs) Yes, that definitely happens to me. I have the same thing where because I don't scroll, I don't get any new information from people. I get the same creators a lot. The same thing happens with my stories. They're they're uh, ordered and I guess also the way that I engage with content. So I get the same 10 creators right at the front and I don't see anyone else's. They're supposed to be in chronological order, but I am not sure that they are. Definitely not. They can't be. There's literally no way because then I would have gone through way too many stories to Um, some of the tips that I find really helpful um, and Molly let me know if these are helpful for you too for engaging um, your audience with stories is just posting consistently usually about 10 stories a day which seems like a lot but it really isn't because you're able to be very flexible Um, these can be minor things like showing your face and just saying good morning or showing the orders that you have and saying can't wait to go to the post office Or even you post some really cool things where they're like progress videos or time lapses or new products that you're releasing. 
Yeah. So videos are especially helpful because you do want to try to get to that 10 stories a day. And if I post a video that goes like breaks up into two story, like to tap through it, that counts as two of them. So then I've done my (laughs) deed for the day. So yes, I post a lot of like demolding products because people like the crunchy sounds, (laughs) which I agree with. I also show off like my works in progress when I paint them on the table things like that. I try to do more behind the scenes stuff because stories are supposed to be a little more laid back. People kind of like to see what you're actually doing instead of a curated post. Um, also, I have found, I've, I've heard this from someone else and I found that it does help a little bit. I try to utilize stories before I post to my main feed for the day. So I try to post a story around the same time as my main feed post so that it kind of helps boost that visibility of my main feed post if someone's already seeing that I've put content out mm, today. That's a really good idea. Just because you're popping up, you know, quickly in the stories or you're somewhere in the stories, your account comes to mind and then they're in engaging with your story so then when you go to main feed your post is likely to come up quicker yeah and sometimes I do struggle with having like 10 stories a day I don't think I hit that a lot because especially right now I'm kind of off my Instagram game but I also feel like stories is where people can see more of a as a person especially because this entire podcast is focused around like artistic and creative people who are trying to sell on Etsy specifically I kind of use my stories to show who I am as a person so my main feed is about what I sell and my stories are more about my day-to-day life what I do in my store you know I have pets I want to show off my cat to people I sometimes just want to be a normal human being and show that like I get dressed up sometimes. I don't go anywhere because pandemic, but things like that. Like I show off that I am also just a person who creates things instead of someone who's just making product. I don't know. I feel like it's more for kind of showing who you are and that helps you get to 10 stories a day. If you're kind of showing more of like, look what I ate for lunch today. Doesn't it look delicious? Like (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) Yes. I definitely look forward to your post office outfits and I honestly need to step up my game. (laughs) (laughs) thank you I'm excited for the weather to get a little warmer so I can wear some things other than like a giant parka it's not actually cold in North Carolina but I am personally yeah it was really cold in Florida the past couple days it was like 60s just you know so chilly (laughs) oh my god 60 okay this is a really weird aside but I started watching the Great British Bake Off and there's this episode if y'all watch that show in I think it's season four where Ian throws away his baked Alaska it's like the most dramatic thing that's ever happened on the show but that's kind of not the point the point is that on that episode this is obviously in Britain they were talking about how hot it was and everyone's like oh it's just so hot they're like wiping sweat the whole time and they're like it's just incredibly hot today I don't know how we're gonna make this ice cream dish you know I looked up the temperature for that day do you want to know how hot it was ready to scream it was 76 (laughs) degrees like, can you imagine? I would be in a sweater still. What? Oh my god. So yeah, that was, that was a complete aside. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, Instagram. So, so stories are great. I love stories. They're my favorite thing about Instagram. Y'all should use them because I love watching them. But the other thing that can help with engagement is making sure that you post on your main feed 
enough. So three to five times a week. Uh, I've also seen people that say that you should post every single day. I personally do not post every single day. I take one day a week off because I need a little mental break. So on Sundays, I do not make a main feed post. And when I'm busy in my store, I also don't post every day. I just don't have time for it. I'm sorry. But Alex, I think you're a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Okay, so I did go through a couple like months where I'm like, I'm going to post every day. This is going to be great. But it's just so exhausting. Like I haven't posted, I think, for two days and I'm just like having an identity crisis. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like how are people going to live without seeing my, you know, photos the pink on their <laughs> yeah. feed? Oh, my goodness. What a crisis. But like really, like I just don't have the time when I'm packaging orders or when I'm just living my other life as a grad student like you don't have time to post every single day on your main feed but something that has helped with the consistency is also just reusing content from other platforms and bringing it to Instagram so you don't have to create like all new content you know for every single day yeah I think that we will have a whole probably I keep saying this but I really do think we will have an entire episode about how to kind of expedite the process of that and how to use things to your advantage I will take one video and I'll put it on TikTok as you know a clipped up video that shows the final result I'll put it on my Instagram stories as a behind the scenes of this project I'll make an IGTV of a time lapse of it where I audio record over it and then that one video has been used so many different ways so yes I agree with you you can definitely help get to that three to five or every day post a week by kind of reusing content in a way that people can see it in a fresh perspective that definitely helps yeah but also like don't stress you know you need to post as much as you want to and if you're not necessarily hitting every single day or five times a week you know do as much as you can um, engage in other ways uh, post on stories post on reels you know stories are much easier than creating a main feed post and having it be like aesthetically pleasing just make sure to continue engaging with your audience even if it's not on main feed posts Yes, that definitely helps me when I'm not having a very good run of posting every day is just to make sure I'm at least opening the app and engaging in other content that always tends to help. But I do want to stress that I think since the beginning of Instagram, or at least as long as I've been on Instagram, the idea of having a very consistent posting schedule has been very important from what I understand. So posting often where people can see you has been a staple of being seen on your Instagram feed from pretty much as long as I can remember. So try to post as often as you can but like Alex said don't make this like a huge stressor neither of us post every day and we're still exactly exactly there's so many more important things like your mental health um yeah it's just our little right there yeah Yeah, that's our our like mental health professional stand (laughs) like don't stress over it uh but if anyone is starting out their Instagram so if you don't have an account yet and you're just starting out Try to have at least six photos already posted to your account because if you're doing everything we're telling you in this podcast, using your hashtags and posting on your stories, hopefully people are going to see your account. They're going to engage with it from the Explore page or people who aren't already following you. And nobody wants to see an account with a single photo on it. Like I'm not personally going to follow an account if you only have one photo. So try in the very beginning to post at least like six posts. Give something for the people to really Exactly. Even if that's like teasers or sneak peeks of what you're you're actually going to consistently be posting just get people excited drive the traffic to your page yes so that helps a lot with your main posts and we I know we've mentioned this so many times but we just want to drive home 
use all of the new features on Instagram. Reels are really big right now. So this is your official reminder to go make a reel. <laughs> yes, do it. It's great. There's actually so many ways to get more reels engagement. Um, I've been finding more and more like sneaky ways to do it. And also, if you post on reels, you could post on your story and that counts out. Um, that counts as one of your 10 stories for the day. So, yeah. Yes, you can share it to your story and then that counts and then people see it too because I've found a lot of people don't see my reels unless I share them to my story first. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So the next part going off of stories is just increasing engagement with stickers. So like adding a poll or doing the little sliding bar thing. Those are calls to action. Those get people more engaged and have your stories pushed. So It's definitely great. Highly recommend all of those. It's awesome. Yeah. So I know we're trying to include anyone who might be a super beginner. So I'm trying. I know there's a lot of like Instagram phrases and words we're going to use that might not be familiar. So a call to action is just any way you can get your followers to engage with your content. So asking questions, like we said, putting stickers on your stories or the little sliding bar that lets people say like how much they like something, things like that are calls to action, ways for people to easily engage with your content the more of those that you have the better that your content absolutely and another call to action is using engaging captions so what I try to do with my captions is I try to add a question so that way you know if people end up scrolling through my caption and they feel compelled to answer that's a very easy way for them to do it so if I post a product I'm like um, tag the person who uh, you would want made into a portrait or a sticker that's not really a question but that is a call to action or you know what other designs would you want to see that makes the um, person feel important especially if their design is actually made into a product and you're just consistently engaging Yeah. So I'll post like two versions of a product, two different colors of the same thing and say, which one do you like better? The ways for you to engage. Sometimes my call to action, my question or thing I'm asking for isn't necessarily related to the picture that I'm posting. And that's because I sometimes try out uh, longer form captions on my feed post. So Instagram, basically, the way that it works with this whole engagement thing is that the longer your content makes people stay on Instagram, the more valuable that it is to the app and the more they will show it to other people. So one way to get people to stay on your content and engage with it and make it seem like it's important is to have a longer caption for them to read. So there's this big push for this thing called microblogging in your Instagram captions. I don't think that my account is necessarily set up for that kind of captioning, but I do sometimes try to do longer captions. So I'll mention something about the picture I posted, like, oh, look at this tray. I love the colors I used in this one, or this was a challenge for me. And then I'll take a little break and say, you know, speaking of challenges, here's something else that happened this week that was, you know, whatever. Can you relate to this? And that can get people talking in the comments, too. So try out longer form captions. Sometimes I switch between them and not having basically anything because I just kind of run out of things to say sometimes. I will say personally, the longer form captions I've noticed have helped somewhat, but not a crazy amount. That might be because I'm not super consistent with it, but I also don't feel like I should be pushing. Like if I don't have anything to say, I'm not going to bullshit something because 
the whole like thing about Instagram is trying to be more relatable and I feel like people can kind of tell if I'm not being honest (laughs) you know like we want something that is not just manufactured so I don't know I I switch between them a lot and that's very wishy-washy of me but I found it kind of helps kind of not so if you don't have anything to say just I don't know put some emojis I'll still (laughs) like you like your photo yeah do what works for you if it doesn't feel natural then don't come up with a rant um people really do like authenticity and if you do have something to say, then make it fun, make it relatable, make it uh, engaging. And even if you just add a couple emojis and then ask a question, that's still a way to get people engaged. Yeah, it's still something. So anything is better than nothing, I guess. Uh, so now this next section is what I'm going to start like hashtag is what is that do you know the word for that when you say a word so many times that it just like sounds like nonsense? oh god I know that trend but I don't know what the actual word is if anybody knows let us know because I'm curious yeah there's like a word for it so it's gonna happen to me and probably everyone listening <laughs> because I'm about to say the word hashtags like 47 times but they are also pretty important so Uh, for engagement you should be using hashtags on all of your feed posts so that's where you can use them on your feed you can also use them in your stories honestly though I just think they're a waste of time in your stories I don't know that's just me I only put them in my main feed posts so hashtags I think everyone knows what they are but if not I'll try to explain (laughs) them Um, they're just little things you can click on in an Instagram post that pulls up a bunch of other posts that have used that same hashtag. So it's a way to kind of compartmentalize certain posts into different groups of them. The little pound sign. I think everyone knows what (laughs) hashtag is though. So I think we're good. But there's a lot of debate about where to place these in your main feed post and how many to use, how to use them, what to utilize them with. So anything that I mention is just kind of what I know and what I prefer about hashtags. Alex, you can jump in at any point if you have some different information or a different way of doing it. There's a lot of knowledge (laughs) about this, so uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. So on every main, main feed post, you can use up to 30 hashtags on that post. I am of the personal belief that you should use them all, Alex. I absolutely agree. (laughs) And there's different levels that you should use. Uh, Please correct me if that's even like the correct terminology. Like, so you don't want to use hashtags that are too broad that have billions of posts, but you also don't want to use some that are too small. So you want to use some that have different sort of ranges. Yeah, that is true. And we'll get into why in just a second, because that's definitely true about the number. If you, for some reason, just really hate using like 30 whole hashtags, I'll be honest with you. I stopped using 30 whole hashtags about a month ago. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will say that I I do think it actually did hurt my content and I do need to get back to using all 30. But some people say that uh, anywhere from nine to 11 actually works. Um, So you can kind of mess around with that. I prefer using all of them. So yeah, I definitely think um, that something that has helped me sort of use a lot of hashtags is targeting exactly which ones I want to use and then creating a note in my phone of this is what I'm going to use for this type of content. And these are the ones I'm going to use for this type of post. So I'm still, you know, just recycling hashtags, but I'm making them very specific to what I'm posting. Yes. So it seems overwhelming to have to come up with 30 hashtags for every single post every time. But like Alex said, just put them in a note on your phone, save them somewhere so that you can copy and paste them. 
I will warn you that you have to be careful with that because if you use the exact same hashtags over and over again, Instagram will figure out that you're doing that and kind of like ding you for it. Uh, in the notes that I made for this part of the podcast, I said Instagram will smite you. And I think that is accurate. <laughs> so just be careful with that. It, they work best if you're actually engaging with the hashtags that you're using. So make sure you're going through the hashtags and engaging with that content or make sure that you're switching them out and making sure that they're also the most relevant hashtags you can use for the post. Exactly. You don't want to use ones that are like hashtag viral, hashtag Instagood, hashtag for like, because those are just spam ones. You want to make them specific, but also like Molly said, recycle them. Yeah. And now I'm going to get into something that is very like conspiracy theory E, <laughs> but I am going to mention it. So the way that you can find hashtags uh, a lot of times is if you put one, and then you tap on it and you go to that hashtag at the top, there are related hashtags that you can use. So hashtags that are similar to one you use that are related to it and help you find other ones you could use in your post. I have heard sometimes if you click on a hashtag, there's no related hashtags like shown at the top of that. I've heard that's because that specific hashtag has been shadow banned. And this happens when Instagram thinks it's an inappropriate mm. hashtag. This happens to me a lot, as you might um, think, in my second shop for the Instagram. So I have this issue a lot where I'm trying to skirt around these hashtags that are a little more 420 friendly because they have been what people think is shadow banned, which is not great. So if you ever see a hashtag that does not pull up any related, yep, maybe don't exactly. Use it. Definitely do your research. Um, and also when you're doing your research, maybe you'll find creators that you like that you want to follow or engage with and maybe they'll do the same. Yeah. So that's my little like <laughs> for the day because <laughs> that may not be super accurate. It's just kind of what I've heard. But getting back to what Alex said earlier about using ones like hashtags that are related to your content and making sure that they're the right ones for you. Uh, this is why. So the way that hashtags work is that you want your post to become one of those popular posts. So when you click on a hashtag, it's separated into two tabs. There's one that says popular and the other one says recent. So if you click on recent, it will show all of the posts in chronological order that have been posted with that hashtag and the popular ones are the ones that performed the best in that hashtag so the way to get a popular post is to outperform all of the other accounts using that hashtag so if you have a hashtag that only has about 5,000 posts and you have say 20,000 followers and you get a thousand likes and a hundred comments on that post it's going to outperform all of those other posts you're basically competing with those to try to get a spot in the popular posts and that's important because popular posts can stay there forever until somebody knocks you out of it so I have a couple that I will say I'm going to toot my own horn that I've kind of dominated <laughs> so I have some posts that are in that popular tab that have been there for like I one of them has been there for over a year so the longer yeah the longer that it's in that popular position the more people see your content and that's why your post performs oh, that's better. so awesome yeah, so you want to make sure that you're using kind of a range of hashtags. So you want smaller ones that you know that you will be the best performer in. 
and you kind of want to get those bigger ones because you can't narrow it down too much because then no one will see your content. So I try to do hashtags that start around maybe 5,000 posts or under and have just a couple at the very end that are like over a million just to throw them in there and see how I do (laughs) and on Instagram you're able to see like how much traffic was brought to you because of hashtags but unfortunately it doesn't break it down by hashtag which would be helpful yeah that would be really helpful but yeah, it does show you. So if you have a post that did really well, you can see if it was because you changed your hashtags or things like that. This is something you really have to play around with and just find out what works for you and what you prefer and what is really good for your account. Definitely. Specifically. Um, and then another resource that I use to sort of help me brainstorm different hashtags is a website called Display Purposes. I discovered this from TikTok and it's been really cool. Basically, you just type in displaypurposes.com and you type in a couple of keywords related to what you're posting. So let's say I'm posting a political sticker. I'll type in sticker, sticker shop, Democrat, and it'll come up with a bunch of different hashtags, all 30 for you already laid out. So then I copy and paste it. I go into the post and I make some minor tweaks here and there, things that aren't relevant, things that might be um, that I just like don't know if they make sense and I just add my own but that's a really great foundation for finding good hashtags that is so smart you have so (laughs) many resources that I just don't know exist that you bring up I do want to shout out uh, Bijou by Catherine on Instagram she told me that she listened to our last episode and had no idea about your threads thing that you talked about so she she said thank you for sharing so maybe she'll like your display purposes as well (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's enough about hashtags I'm so tired of saying that word. If y'all have questions about that, because I feel like I went through like a lot of information kind of quickly, just send me an Instagram DM and I'll answer more. But let's move on. Speaking of DMs, Alex, you have to respond quickly, whether it's a like, whether it's um, an actual message, make sure that you're responding to DMs because those are real people behind the DM. Unless they're negative, then you can block them. We don't need that energy. But if it's someone who's reacting to your story or, you know, wanting to place an order or saying like, oh my gosh, I love this product. Like make sure to engage with those people because those are your future customers or past customers. Yes. And just personally, I feel like I make a lot of friends through my DMs. So if anyone slides into them, I'll probably be be my friends. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, make sure you're responding to them and not leaving them. Sometimes I do, I will um, confess, sometimes I leave some of mine for a couple of days because they're like, hey, can you price this item out for me? And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to. So I just leave it. I leave it for a couple of days. I know that's not good, but the stress of having to price items out really takes a lot out of me, which is why we'll have a whole yes, episode. About absolutely. It. Okay. So, what about things that hurt our engagement? Things this that we makes me cringe doing? because these are a couple of things that I've actually done. So, I'm just deciding to get my feelings hurt today, and that's like it. So the first one is uh, Instagram pods. So basically a pod is a group of accounts. Uh, Usually it's like, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to like hundreds of people. And these are people who are consistently liking your posts and you like their posts, but it's like an organized group. So whether it's on the actual Instagram app or on a different app, people are sharing the links to their posts and then getting inorganic traffic and inorganic likes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So those used to be very effective, but Instagram got wise to the game and started figuring out that people were doing this. So if you have any kind of group message on Instagram that's titled like engagement pod or something, Instagram knows what you're doing. They they know the jig is up. We can't <laughs> they do know that your anymore. sus. And I am totally guilty of doing this. I was in a couple and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I'm getting hundreds of likes. But like these people weren't following me. They were just liking or commenting just so I would do the same on their post. Right. So it, it helped when uh, they were newer, I guess. And now they actually hurt because Instagram knows what you're doing. So don't try to do any of those Instagram engagement pods. Uh, they're probably not good for you. Also, just a disclaimer that none of this is like proven. Obviously, Instagram is never going to tell us exactly how to be successful on their app. Exactly. They're just going to let us wonder. So all of the things we say that hurt your engagement, if you do them, they're probably not the best. I'm going to say they're probably not the best, but there's no way for us to prove like they're for sure what's yep. killing your Yeah. So. And then this next one is just absolutely breaking apart. God, <laughs> I know. I know. Especially because I so just hard. did one too. It's giveaways. <laughs> yeah. So giveaways, we talked about this earlier and it makes sense. You don't want to have a bunch of people liking or or commenting things like that that aren't following you or aren't engaging in your content otherwise so giveaways encourage people to follow you most of the time right to be eligible for the giveaway and to like your post or comment or something but if someone is like you're incentivizing someone to follow you just to get this maybe free product they'll probably end up following your account they'll either forget that they followed you and never engage with your content and then you have a follower that doesn't engage and that's not good for your algorithm or you have someone who follows you for five days and then remembers, oh, I didn't win that giveaway and then unfollows you. So it never creates organic followers that actually care about your content. So it can probably hurt you more than it will really help you. Plus, it's a giveaway. You're already giving something away. So it's already at a loss for you. You don't want to create Oh, my gosh. That just breaks my heart, especially because I just did one and, like, I got a lot of engagement and I got a lot of followers. But you're right. They're not engaging in other content necessarily or that's not even a guarantee. I want people to follow me because they like the product that they received or they're interested in, you know, my type of feed. Um, but an alternative is uh, doing a sale instead. So let's say you hit a certain number of followers on Instagram or um, make a certain number of sales. Just do a sale in your shop. That gets people really excited. Yeah. If you already have people who obviously enjoy your content and love the products that you make, having a sale for them to encourage them to buy will probably benefit you more than trying to get people who don't give a shit Definitely. about you. To Plus you're still your making account. a profit instead of losing out on, you know, whatever you're deciding to give away. That one really does hurt me. That one is really bad because I also love giveaways. And sometimes I want to do them just because I really am grateful for whatever milestone I hit. So I want to give back to the people who helped get me there. But I'm trying trying not to do them because I can understand why they're bad. And uh, it, just <laughs> it hurts <sucks>. my feelings. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't need that uh, violence this morning. But I guess this is where <laughs> I woke up and chose violence when I put that uh... in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay but the main goal here really is why you want to avoid things like that and why you do want to do some of the other things we mentioned is that you want to end up on the explore page so the whole purpose of instagram for you a personal like your personal goal on instagram is to grow your account and grow your business so you want other accounts that don't follow you to find your account so you want to end up on that explore page 
And Alex, tell me about your so page. What I does it actually look like? basically I'm like Hannah Montana with my explore page on both my personal and my business account. They're two completely different worlds. So my business account's explore page is a lot of small shops, a lot of how to do this, also like a lot of like clay earrings, um, just because I just love them and cannot believe how people can be so talented. So if you're a shop that does that, please send me your information. I will probably buy from you. I just I love them. <laughs> But then my personal account is just like, like reality TV stars and just like their drama for God knows what reason and like grad school struggles and definitely, of course, some small businesses, but it's definitely really, really different. So on my small business, basically, it's uh, different accounts that are within my niche in the small business sort of realm who I can uh, follow and who I can engage with. And then I can also follow their followers or engage with their followers. My explore pages are very similar. Uh, people think I am <laughs> insane because I have four different Instagram accounts. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's because I like to compartmentalize. I like to have them all separate. So my explore pages are the same. When I'm on my Wild Iris Crafts Instagram, my explore page is all other small businesses. When I'm on my Princess account, uh, shout out to Royally Molly. All of my explore page is other princesses. So that's the point is that the explore page is going to be things that Instagram has decided you're interested in, but accounts that you don't already follow. So you want to end up on the explore page of somebody who maybe likes other resin artists or likes other sticker pages, but hasn't followed your account yet. Um, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, I spend a lot of time. Right. I love page. finding new people. And a great way to get on other people's explore pages is using strong captions and the niche hashtags like we've talked about. Bring people to your page by providing those target keywords. So then Instagram will push your content to the people who are interested in those like niche niches and like specific keywords. Okay, so Alex, I think this is going to officially be the longest <laughs> podcast episode that we've made so far. Uh, we knew that it was going to be super long. There is so much to talk about when it comes to Instagram. So much that if we get enough questions, I'm sure we can even make a third Absolutely. Uh, episode let about us know. it. <laughs> but, yeah, if you have any questions, let us know. But for now, I think... We're going to stop there for today because we just threw a ton of information at you. Uh, we didn't mention IGTV or Reels like super specifically, but we did kind of cover them in last week's episode. So just overall, this was a lot of info. And I think you should explore with what type of post or how to use hashtags, whatever that helps your page specifically. And yeah, just exactly. That Everything page. that we say is based on both of our experiences and some things might work for you and some might not. And that's really just a part of the process. Okay. That is so much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I feel like we just did like so much information, but um, we haven't decided what we're going to record for our next week episode. So I guess we should probably decide that soon. <laughs> Uh, I think we did actually get a question from someone about packaging, so we may push up our episode Ooh, on how sure, that would be fun. Orders. Hi, this is Editing Molly. So I noticed when editing this episode that a lot of the audio was a little messed up. Sometimes Alex's responses were happening while I was still talking. That definitely wasn't happening in real time. Alex was not cutting me off or anything like that, but it did mess up the outro to our podcast so i am going to recreate it so that you can hear it how i would like you to hear it which is i would say until next time and alex would respond catch you on the flip side so we will see you next week <laughs>